This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I'm Hayden, your American friend with a passion for British royal history. If you enjoy all things royal media, in addition to current events and history within the British royal family, then you have found your home. If you could, please take a moment, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell icon, so that way you can stay up to date on all things happening here on the channel and what's going to be happening (laughs) the next few days. It's been an exhausting day. It has been... A very draining day for those of you that have been paying attention and watching Twitter and BBC as much as I have. It has been a very, very trying day. But this is just the beginning. While it feels like the world has stopped spinning and we all are in this sort of weird stasis as we accept that the day that we had hoped wouldn't happen for another few years has officially happened. Queen Elizabeth II has passed away at the age of 96. And while everybody's mourning in this, you know, state of shock, you know, even though she was 96 and we kind of saw the writing on the wall, it still happened. It's still shocking. There's very strict plans that are going to be happening the next few days that are very overwhelming. If you don't really know what to expect, what's going on, there's a lot of protocols and procedures in place that whenever a sovereign dies, that needs to be followed. And we haven't seen this in 70 years, so we're going to break down what to expect over the next few days and answer the question, what happens next? Now, what will happen next? Right now, there are three operations that are going concurrently in order to have a successful transfer of the crown from the queen to Charles as well as her funeral plans, getting her body down from Scotland, what the media is doing. There's a lot that's going to be happening. What are these three plans? First one is Operation London Bridge. Second one is Operation Unicorn. And the third one is Operation Spring Tide. Operation London Bridge details exactly what is to happen upon the death of Queen Elizabeth II, her funeral plans, what all of that looks like, everything pertaining to her death that has been rehearsed for a very long time that the Queen has been actively a part of in planning. Number two, Operation Unicorn. That is the plans that are in place in order to get the Queen's remains and her coffin from Scotland back to London so that the rest of Operation London Bridge can take place. The third one, Operation Spring Tide, is the plan in place for Charles to have a successful accession into his role now as head of state and sovereign. What is Operation London Bridge? Operation London Bridge has been rehearsed, planned, 
and gone over countless times since the 1960s. The queen has been active in the planning of it, what she fully wants for her funeral, what her last wishes were. That then is a blueprint, a very detailed blueprint of what the royal family, what the prime minister and other privy councillors, what the media is to do, what everybody does to play their part in this whole um in this whole operation parts of this have already happened but there are still parts that have not happened what has happened the notification of the death of the sovereign to the family immediate and extended to members of parliament the, the new prime minister and other privy councillors and of course to the media there were the announcements by the bbc all royal social medias and the official proclamation that was uh, placed outside all royal residences starting with Balmoral Castle and then trickling down to the other residents from there. Of course, the BBC correspondents and other news anchors switching over to official Black Morning, the actual verbal statement they read, they've had their statement sort of on on standby for a few years now. The uh, official sort of tape that, that they played, the whole package of uh, what was played upon her death. The UK and the Commonwealth are now in an official 10-day mourning period for the Sovereign, and at this at that time, all comedic content has been pulled from the airwaves. And it's essentially Queen Elizabeth Remembrance Time. It's just interviews with other royal correspondents, people that knew her, talking to the public, newsreels, documentary footage. It's sort of the same stuff on repeat, but that's all that is allowed right now. Those are things that have happened, but there are still parts that need to happen. Correspondence books have been placed at royal residences for the public to interact with, to sign, to express their condolences as in addition to royal residences making way for like flowers and other mourners, there's barricades that have been set up, especially out uh, front of Balmoral Castle and Buckingham Palace. There are the actual funeral plans, the state funeral for Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, and her actual burial where she'll end up. Her plan is to be interred in the King George VI Memorial Chapel in St. George's Cathedral in Windsor Castle. She will be buried with Prince Philip and will be joined once again with her father and mother and sister, their majesties King George VI and Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, and Her Royal Highness the Princess Margaret, Countess of Snowdon. Prince Philip, since his funeral, has been interred in the royal vault and once the queen makes her way to St. George's Cathedral for her burial in the George VI Memorial Chapel, that is when he will, they both together, will be placed in there, and that chapel will, of course, be sealed. Everybody that's supposed to be in there is in there. That is sort of the broad outline of what Operation London Bridge is. Her exact plans, what she wants, what is to happen, her procession and that parade her funeral what her funeral will look like what her burial plan will look like everything down to what she's to be buried with all of that stuff is in operation london bridge that is happening right now the next operation number two operation unicorn operation Uni unicorn is a contingency plan in place to get the queen's remains and coffin from scotland and down to london so that the rest of 
Operation London Bridge can take place. This has been a plan since about 2017. There's plans for wherever she was to die, how to get her back to London, how to get her in place. So the Queen's, well, what, what does this plan look like? So for the remainder of tonight, the Queen's remains will stay at Balmoral Castle as you know her remains get prepped and ready for the traveling that she will need to do and laying in state. I know more than likely the, the embalming, but tonight is the prepping of her remains for her funeral. Tomorrow morning, her remains will be taken from Balmoral Castle and down to Edinburgh, where they will be in state all day at the Palace of Holyrood House, and there will be a service at St. Giles Cathedral in Edinburgh for the public to partake in. So this is where she will be first laying in state. From there, the next day... Her remains will either be taken to the airport or to a Weaverly train station where she will make her last trek from Scotland down to London where then she will be taken to Buckingham Palace. And then at this point, Operation Unicorn is done and now Operation London Bridge can finish out. This getting her remains from Scotland back to London is you know, very small operation, but it is a very important operation, keeping her coffin and her remains safe and how to handle her properly so that, again, she can be handled with care. And the last part of the plan is Operation Spring Tide. Operation Spring Tide outlines what Charles's ascension looks like. So yes, today, not today, Thursday is not only, you know, the death of the queen, but it is also uh, King Charles III's specific accession day. And there are specific protocols in place. Yes, when the queen's heart stopped beating and was declared dead, Charles did become the next king. He did become king. That is just the way that the the constitution works there's always a crown someone's head always wears the crown but that's not all that's gonna gonna happen the first part is within 24 hours the accession council will be meeting at st james's palace in london to do their part and there's certain protocols that will be happening there with the ascension council but once that is done charles in the meantime while the queen lays in state he is actually going around the immediate countries so we have england wales scotland and northern ireland he'll be going around to all of those to meet with various government officials meet, meet the public attend uh condolence and mourning services and interact with the with the public until the actual funeral day where he will then come back to london be rejoined with with the family and then finish out his duties there so that it it outlines where he's going, who he's speaking to, what else going. But that is the general gist of Operation Spring Tide, the meeting of the Ascension Council and his little mini morning tour around the UK as the nation mourns, but also recognizing him as the new sovereign. Now, the Ascension Council, what does that look like? So the Ascension Council is a ceremonial body that meets at St. James's Palace in London. They do two things. They officially recognize and proclaim the death of the previous sovereign, and they recognize and swear their oath and allegiance to the new sovereign. The Ascension Council should meet uh, within the first 24 hours of the death of, of the sovereign. And then, of course, Parliament will do its role. But Parliament should meet at their earliest convenience. And 
And there are certain things that have to happen there. But what does the actual council look like? What exactly do they do? So the Ascension Council is made up of Privy Councillors, Great Officers of State, the Lord Mayor and High Sheriffs of the City of London, Realm High Commissioners, some senior MPs and other civil servants, and of course certain other people that are invited to attend it is invitations are being sent out right now if they haven't already been sent out for members of the ascension council there's typically around 100 and some change of people that are there i've seen some on the privy council's website that there have been upwards of 200 people in these ascension council meetings but there's typically a lot of people that are going to be there there's representatives from all the commonwealth that are there and they have very specific duties the Ascension Council meets in two parts. The first part is processing, recognizing, the, and proclaiming the death of the uh, previous sovereign, and then going through the line of succession, recognizing the new, like, who's up to who's up to bat, who, who it is, recognizing the person as the new sovereign, proclaiming and taking an oath to them, but also whomever is now sovereign has their own proclamations and oaths that they have to take. There are papers that are signed. There are things that are officially recognized. And then that is taken out to the public and proclaimed that the queen is dead. Long live the king. So this means that Charles will go down. He'll have to make down to, he'll go down to London. There are certain, again, oaths he'll have to make, proclamations, things he'll have to say. This is in that first part. This first part's very crucial. That has to happen within the 21st, 24 hours of the queen's death. From there, there's the second part. The second part can kind of happen within the next 24 to 48 hours, but they typically happen right after. But there have been ex uh, exceptions when... Uh, like when the queen ascended, there was like a, so, some delays, <clears throat> but this one is essentially the first privy council meeting of the sovereign. It is the privy councilors, their first meeting and discussing what things will look like condolences and whatever they feel necessary to discuss in this first privy council meeting, meeting the chancel, meeting the councilors and again, getting comfortable in this new role and so on and so forth. From there, once the Ascension Council is done, the proclamations are sent out and read in various town squares like London, York, Wales, Edinburgh. There's you know, little towns. It, those proclamations are then made available to the, to the public and also online where you can read them. It is very formal. It is very ceremonial, but it is crucial to what Charles needs in order to have a smooth ascension to the throne. Of course, once that's all done, he then kicks off a little mini tour around the UK, visiting people and so on and so forth that I already said previously. That all then comes to comes together for the actual funeral of the Queen. So now we know what the three operations are that are happening right now, what they look like, the general details of them. What do these next few days, about 10 days, look like now that the UK and essentially the world is in official mourning. Well, on Friday, the new king and queen consort will make their way from Scotland down to London, where they will have a meeting with the new prime minister and cabinet. There will be the Ascension Council meeting, where the queen will officially be recognized and proclaimed dead, and uh, King Charles III will officially be recognized and proclaimed king, and of course all those oaths and proclamations and whatnot will happen. And the Queen's remains and coffin will be taken from Balmoral to Edinburgh, where they will be placed in state at the Palace of Holyrood House. The On Saturday, the Queen's coffin and remains will leave 
Edinburgh, Scotland for the, for the last time and make their way down to London, either via air or by train, and will be taken to Buckingham Palace, where they will be where her remains will be placed in the throne room for the family to have their little moment to mourn and have their own private moment as the family comes together. On Sunday, Charles III will begin his tour of the home nations within the UK and will begin with meeting Parliament and, MP and other MPs and sort of this little bit, and then he will actually begin to make his way up to Northern Ireland, where on Monday he will be meeting and heading up to Northern Ireland to begin this little mini tour and rehearsals and reviewing of what the rest of the plan for Operation London Bridge will be taking place. And of course, the Queen's remains will still stay in Buckingham Palace in the throne room for the family to come and visit and have their moment. From on Tuesday, you know, Charles is still continuing his tour. He's out of, he's out of office. The Queen's remains will travel from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey while they will lay in state. And for the rest of the week until Saturday, the Queen's remains will lay in state for 23 hours, a day where the public can come and mourn and pay their respects. And of course, other members of the royal family will be there if they so choose. Uh, it's Charles, of course, during this time, will be doing what he is supposed to be doing, touring Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, and the rest of England as a part of his uh, Operation Spring Tide and having a smooth ascension to the throne. Next Sunday is said to be the official date for the funeral for Her Majesty the Queen that will happen in Westminster Abbey. Of course, at that point, whatever speeches, everything like that, what will happen during the funeral is, you know, will happen that day. And her remains will make their way over to Windsor, where then she will finally be buried next to her family. And they and she'll be reunited once again. That is what's to be happen in the next few days in the next few days about these 10 days where the queen is mourning but there's also a few things to recognize that are changing of course uh prince william and catherine have inherited two new titles the dukedom of cornwall and the dukedom of rothsey uh, they are now in london and for most of the, of the uk they are known now as their royal highnesses the duke and duchess of cornwall and cambridge but in scotland they are known as the duke and duchess of rothsey they are not prince and princess of wales yet that is a title that is given at as a gift and invested upon them by the sovereign it is not something that immediately happens upon death but most if not all of prince of king charles iii's former titles have reverted back to the crown which means now if and whenever it'll happen uh, Prince Edward and Sophie can now be named Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh, just like uh, Prince Philip's uh, final wishes. We do have a few new councillors of state. Councillors of state are those that can act on behalf of the sovereign when so needed. They can essentially do all the sovereign's duties, but they cannot swear in and uh, appoint a new prime minister, and they cannot dissolve parliament. Uh, as of right now, the new councillors of state are Her Majesty Queen Camilla, his Royal Highness, the Duke of Cornwall and Cambridge, the Duke of Sussex, the Duke of York, and actually Her Royal Highness Princess Beatrice of, of York. Chancellors of State are, of course, the spouse of the Sovereign, and the first four 
members of the royal family in the line of succession. So those first four spots within the line of succession, but there are two conditions. They must be of age, so at least 21, but if you are the heir apparent or the heir presumptive, you can be 18, and you must reside within the UK. Uh, everybody is pointing out that they don't think that Prince Harry should be a counselor of state anymore because he technically does not live in the UK anymore. And uh, people also want Prince Andrew stripped of being counselor of state because we all know his big scandal. Um, we don't know exactly if anything is going to happen to them right now. If there's any big official ceremony that, need, that needs to happen. But based off the rule book, these are our new counselors of state. And... Um, of course, certain things are going to begin to be changing now, such as currency, passports, other national emblems and identity. Um, the national anthem for the UK is no longer God Save the Queen. It's now God Save the King. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of changing that's going to be happening, um, especially within the family. Many people have hoped that this death will bring... William and Harry back together and sort of begin to reconcile. Mackenzie Schofield made a very good point that Megan's podcasts have already been recorded. His book is essentially already written. Yes, they may temporarily reconcile, but ultimately, you know, whatever's been said has already been recorded. They can't take it back. So it'll still be a while before that ever happens, as much as people want this to really bring them together. But that's the sort of alleged schedule that's going to be happening right now that's being tossed around on Twitter and other royal sources. And when you look at Operation London Bridge and the details of what's to happen within the next 10 days, um, of course, check over on the royal social media, uh, especially Twitter, as you know, things come out in real time. Please follow up with reputable news sources on the BB such as the BBC and, you know, as they report in real time i know over here in america you can either get it online through the stream through google or you can uh, tune in with like uh, roku tv or philo tv where they have the bbc already you know pre-programmed in as part of standard it doesn't come standard with cable here unfortunately but that is what to expect over the over the next few days um of course here we're going to have our own memorial tributes here but that is what you can expect over the next few days tune in over here as we mourn and remember Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. May she rest in peace. And with that, I'll see you in the next one.